the Pro Tools Expert Podcast with Russ Hughes, Mike Thornton, and Dan Cooper. Well, good evening and welcome to Pro Tools Expert Podcast number 307. It's February the 19th, 2018. I'm Russ Hughes. I'm Mike Thornton. And I'm Dan Cooper. We've teamed up with our e-instruments to offer an exclusive bundle that gives you two amazing Session Keys grand pianos at almost two for the price of one. Normally, pianos sell for €99, $99, and there is no option to buy both the Session Keys Grand S and Y in a bundle. However, we've got this exclusive bundle of both the Session Keys Grand S and Y for just £82.50, excluding VAT, or £99 with VAT. You can also check out deals from our partners in the partner deals section of the deals page. Uh, Let's get to some talking points. This is sponsored by our friends at Universal Audio. Over to you, Fab. Good morning, children. This is Fab DuPont. The Pro Tools Expert Podcast Talking Points are brought to you with the support of Universal Audio. If you're looking to get that big analog console sound from your in-the-box mix, well, if you buy and register any UAD2 DSP accelerator between January 1st and March 31st, 2018, you'll get the world's most authentic Neve API, SSL, and UA console emulation plugins for Mac and Windows with a value of up to $1,196, absolutely free, as part of the UAD Classic Console plugin promotion. Click the link in the podcast notes to find out more. Great. And uh, the first uh, talking point uh, I wanted to look at tonight is the article that uh, you wrote this weekend, Russ, uh, Facebook killed my creative edge. Is it killing yours too? We had some interesting um, comments, but before we get into those, um, what actually drove you to write this article? Uh, Well, I, I... At the start of the article, it says that I I really am trying to simplify my life this year because I've got a lot on my plate most of the time. And I was trying to do fewer things better. And my wife, two years ago, stopped using Facebook and swore blind to me that it was the best thing she'd ever done. Uh, And I was justified carrying on with Facebook because of of the pages that we run and keeping an eye on the news that runs across it. But I thought, you know what, I'm going to give this a go and I'm going to just walk away. I don't know if it's forever, but I'll try. Uh, and a month on, uh, I just noticed some really big changes in my life. I was less agitated, uh, less uh, anxious, uh, more focused. Uh, people said I was more present in the room. The, so my real friends were getting my attention that my fake friends used to get uh, or my so-called friends on Facebook. And I just realized I was burning on some days, two hours, just scrolling down, looking at a cat playing a guitar or a plane crash or commenting about something I didn't like in politics or whatever. And I just, just, I just got tired of it. But I really realized as I, as I've, as I've walked away from it, how much better I am in terms of my focus to do my creative work. And I really felt, I felt numb before I came off Facebook. I felt like I was, like there was a fog in my head. Uh, but I feel just much sharper now, much more on things. Uh, and so, as I said in the article, I think we've been sold this lie that we can continuously let information flow into us all day and it not affect us, but it does. I think it affected me. It may not affect you, but I really feel, I say, I really feel the benefit, especially in my creative life, of, of not 
take, I still have to go on there to do stuff for pages, but I don't post anymore and I don't leave pictures of my dog or my kids and I don't comment. I don't, however much I want to tell somebody they're talking out their ass. Uh, I've decided there's probably somebody who's got more time to do that or better place than me to say it. So yeah, I don't miss it at all. I just feel liberated to be blunt with you. But you actually had a bit of a challenge in um, extricating yourself from Facebook, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. What I tried to do was I tried to tried to, to close my account and, and start a second account just so I could y- use that for the pages that I'm involved with. And uh, Facebook made it virtually impossible. It was like a... Uh, it was like a, a partner who won't let you leave them and lying in front of your car so you can't drive off the drive. It was incredibly difficult. And to this day, I don't think I can, I still don't think I can log into my second account I created. And they've never given me a reason why. They kept putting up roadblocks of needing my phone number. Then I give them my phone number. And it just went on and on to the point where I just thought this is impossible. Uh, they really don't want me to have this new account. So yeah. And that was it. But as I say, I, I think I just got sucked down the rabbit hole of Facebook way too far. And uh, and I feel a lot better for not being there. But uh, as I say, other people may say, no, it's not a problem to them. So uh, each to his own, I, I guess. I don't know how the rest of you feel about this. <laughs> I did this about a year and a half ago. Do you guys remember? It was yeah. around about that time when uh, the whole yeah. Brexit thing happened. And I lost my rag with social media then in a big way because I saw a lot of people who I respect and are family members and close friends from old, and, you know, the list continues, um, coming out of the woodwork with some of their, quote-unquote, maybe racist views. Um, And I said to my wife, I'm coming off Facebook immediately uh, because I I don't want to lose respect for people um, by seeing this crap all over Facebook. I can't and I won't do it. Uh, One person in particular said some things on it, um, and it broke my heart. And I thought, that's enough. I'm going to come with Facebook. Um, and I had a few colleagues and clients, I think even you guys as well, were like, oh, God, how do we get hold of you now that you're not on Facebook? I went, just email me. Uh, and then I did manage to load, uh, or sorry, create a second account. Um, and the only four friends I had in it were you, Mike, Russ, James, <laughs> and Julian. <laughs> and I got on that way for a little while. Um, I think I did about six weeks. And, yeah, reading your article, Russ, um, a lot of those sort of things happen with me as well. You know, the first couple of days, you feel like you're missing something. It's a bit like quitting smoking. You need to have something in your hands. Um, and Facebook's a bit like that. You feel like you need to have something in your hands. You need to, you know, get your phone out and just waste your time looking down the wall. Uh, but then you do find that you get this time back that you didn't realise you were wasting before. Um, And that does give you something back. I mean, I can take this another stage further. Facebook isn't the only thing that can kill creativity. Just devices in general. If you don't feel you need to pick up your iPads at whatever time of the day for nonsense reasons, you'd be surprised. Your minds just will start thinking. And that's the beginning of something creative happen, especially if you're a creative person. Uh, And if you work from home like I do, like you guys do... You don't have that commute to work where your mind can wander and think up smart ideas for business or creative things. That's something I used to have when I used to have my last studio was the hour long train journey. I'd zone out from the world um, and just think about what can I do with my business next? Or I'm working on a song. What would work in that? Listen to some music. Let my mind wander. Um, And Facebook and other platforms, social media platforms and just devices in general uh, stifles that. Qu- 
quickly and then you don't realise it's happening. <laughs> uh, you're right about the rabbit hole. It is that in a way, isn't it? You end up down a rabbit hole with this stuff and it's, it's, it's kind of difficult to get out of it. But when you do come out of it, it's much better. I mean, you guys probably noticed by looking at my Facebook all over the last 18 months, I've barely posted anything um, probably one thing about my kids in the last six months at least. I just don't see the need uh, to share things or feel as though I need people commenting on things I do in my life. Um, I'd rather put something up on Pro Tools Expert and make a, an article about something and communicate with people that way than, oh, look, your kid's got a new toy sort of stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah. I forgot to say that I also stopped watching the news <laughs> because, and that helps me as well. That's, I, I, I think that we, I think a lot of this is about mental health, isn't it? And, and I was, I just don't think it was good for my mental health. Some things, it's not saying I can't cope by watching the news. I was uh, an avid, uh, forgive the turn of phrase. Uh, I'm really into that whole thing of, I love, I love current, current affairs and stuff and debating stuff, but as I say, I just think I needed to just put a lid on it, perhaps for a bit, perhaps for good. I don't know. Uh, I shared the article on LinkedIn and the comments I got were just incredible. People saying, yes, this is how we felt too. And so, I don't know. Uh, but Mike, I think you, you've always had a kind of arm's length approach to it anyway, haven't you? You've never got sucked down the rabbit hole. I have. I, I made a very deliberate choice because I essentially joined Facebook when I needed access to Facebook as part of the blog and and the Facebook page. And in fact, when I first um, joined Facebook, I locked my uh, profile and and everything down so far that none of you could actually... Not even you could find yourself. (laughs) Well, no. (laughs) So I had to open it up very slightly, but um, I am incredibly careful about... uh, Essentially, there is no family or uh, friends, as in real friends, if you should, uh, you know, as you delineated... Uh, on my uh, Facebook, the people I'm friends with, in inverted commas, on Facebook are team members, are uh, uh, colleagues in other brands, um, and those sorts of people are the people that are that I am friends stroke follow on Facebook. Mm. Um, and so it's it's very much a work platform. But there's not not even my wife is a friend my friend on facebook you know that glad you that finished is that the sentence. level of delineation that i that i'm i'm choosing to uh, to maintain but i must admit you know i it was quite interesting when you were talking about linkedin because i started to feel that i was getting all that a lot of that sort of rubbish stuff that was winding me up on linkedin and so i started um basically telling linkedin that i didn't want to see this profile of this story and i didn't want to see that and didn't want to see that and actually that has that i did it for about three or four days continuously you know whenever there was something i that i just didn't want to see somebody had shared something about trump or brexit or whatever um i just told linkedin that i didn't want to see it and you know things like that and it has cleaned up my linkedin feed phenomenally so, uh, so yes, uh, totally uh, get it, uh, both from, from a Facebook point of view and from a social media point of view as well. So, Russ, do you find that your creative edge is coming back a little bit more now? Yeah, and to be honest, it's, um, some of it's just so, uh, so obvious. Just having time to focus on things properly 
uh, not getting distracted in the middle of a project because you suddenly think, oh, I'll have five minutes on Facebook just to take my, my mind off this. It, it, uh, I suppose I've got a building project on the house that's, that's doing that <laughs> for me. But no, I, I really do think that, that I, 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 I just think you can just stay on things so much better. You can stay focused a lot better. And I've got a butterfly brain anyway, so I don't really need things to distract me in the first place. I can be in the middle of it. Oh, there's a monkey. Oh. <laughs> you know, you, you, those who know me know we can be mid-sentence talking about one thing, and then from left field something else comes out of my mouth. Uh, and if you don't know me very well, it's quite weird at first, but it's just my way my brain works. So I really don't want, I really don't need anything else to, to make that worse. Because it's bad enough as it is. <laughs> so if you imagine what comes out of my mouth, well, imagine what's going on inside my head. <laughs> Don't. It will, it will not help. They'll make a Netflix series <laughs> I, about I, it. I feel sorry for those that use Facebook to um, uh, promote their creative uh, things. May it be arts or a video or music. And they expect facebook to light up with a million likes and positive comments and they, you know they don't understand how facebook works and then they feel a little bit deflated because no one's clicked on their song and likes it i mean i see people doing it all the time please share my new song it's you know the best song of this year and it's not you know they've just thrown something together in garage band or something but they feel as though it's how that um, Facebook is the way that you connect to a massive audience and it isn't because facebook algorithms won't let you do that unless it's paid for you sponsor it or you boost it and all that sort of stuff it's, it's there's another side to this as well you know uh, being the creative minded person but also being the creative um entrepreneur in a way uh yeah face facebook's no good for any of it i don't think not these days no as I say, I didn't read the comments because i thought if i read the comments on my story it's just as bad as reading <laughs> facebook yeah, yeah go on, back, i mean back, yeah it's kind of so I don't know what people said, but I, I did read one comment, but it was kind of like, well, uh, why would somebody arguing for Facebook? And I thought, well, I'm not sure what the argument for Facebook would be. Uh, I don't know. I didn't necessarily, I don't know if, uh, I, I don't, I'm not really that bothered about reading them out on the show or talking about them on the show, but, mm. but I think there was a, a sense of, well, listen, if some people can use Facebook and, and, and stay sane, that, then go for it. I'm not one of them. It's just not no, my wiring. Each to their own. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, move on, shall we, to yeah. uh, talking point two. Five benefits to using simple recording studio setups. Damn, one of yours, I think. It is indeed. Um, yeah, you guys know this. I'm sure some guys in the community do because I have mentioned it a few times on the podcast. Uh, my wife has been getting into Pro Tools in a big, bad way um, over the last few months. Um she was getting a bit frustrated with me constantly saying, sorry, darling, I haven't got the time this week to record a song. I'm quite busy with client work. So she asked me very politely if I could sort her out with Pro Tools and a computer and everything so that she could get on and learn it herself, which she's been doing. Um, and she's she's done really well in the last seven weeks, eight weeks. Uh, doesn't really need any assistance anymore, which is fantastic. Uh, obviously, she's got me sort of showing her what to do. Um on hand so to speak but yeah she's doing really well but this also means i've been watching her work on a system that is extremely scaled down a two in two out uh, usb interface a small set of monitors pro tools 11 why not is on a spare dongle of mine um and she's getting on making 
really good music really quickly. I mean, she's pretty much doing at least five Finnish songs a week. I'm not being funny. That's matching me, if not better than me, some weeks. Uh, but watching her work with this simple setup is um, quite eye-opening because it's sort of... And then I come down here to my big studio and it's like, OK, if I want to record something, it's going to take me at least 10 minutes to set up a microphone, put it in the right place, plug it into one of my preamps, make sure that the preamp is set in the sweet spot, get it all loaded up, get the C24 on. It's a huge long list of things. She just turns her Mac out of sleep, Pro Tools is already open, and she's off. <laughs> a minute, if that. So, uh, yeah, I thought I'd write um, an article about benefits of actually having a smaller studio because um, there are quite a few uh, i certainly got the the impression reading that article that actually you were quite envious of your wife and her simple system yeah yeah honestly there's something to be said for it um as i said it sort of feels like i'm i should have like a a checklist like uh, airline pilots do when they want to take off they've got to go through like 30 <laughs> 30 things before they can take off it's like that with me right i've got the subwoofer on you've got the subwoofer on. i've got the adams on you've got them on i've got the c24 on yes got that on. there's so many things it's not just a flick of a switch um and by the time you've done all of that you're like okay what was i going to do um damn it forgotten it <laughs> sort of thing uh but also it's the investment as well we bought the stuff for her little setup and she doesn't waste any features there's nothing redundant in her setup i look at mine and go well i've got a avid 16 by 16 really i only use about four inputs at any given time there's 12 of them they're just sitting there collecting dust if you know what i mean um mm. uh what else um yeah i can lose myself in um microphone choice got a few microphones got lots of different places to put it in the room she doesn't have the room to put a um, single microphone. She's only got one anywhere. So it's always set up. It's always plugged in. She wants to record a vocal. Well, new track, record arm, off you go. Not that simple for me. So, yeah, simple simple studios rock. <laughs> they really do. And it takes me back to when my um, simple setup many years ago when I started cutting my teeth with Pro Tools. Uh, it sort of reminds me of those those days because it was it was quite fun. Um yeah, it's just over the years I've collected more gear and made things more complicated for myself. <laughs> and in Russ, many respects, when you were designing your studio, you sort of went through this process, fortunately, on, in some respects, on paper. You were starting to come up with, with a complex studio design with vocal booth and live room and, stu- and, and control room area. And you sort of had a, a eureka moment when you realised that actually you just needed... M- what was much more important to you was the, the environment in which you were working. Yeah, space that you could work in. And I think what's interesting here is that uh, Dan and his wife, but but particularly with, with, with George's stuff, is that she's a writer. And writers, uh, again, it's almost coming back to the Facebook story again. Writers just need to get stuff down quick. They have an idea and they want to get it down quick. They don't need to mess around trying mics out. And the shorter the... Or the smoother the line into the idea hitting the DAW, the, the, the better or the quicker, the less links in the chain, the less resistance, with less inertia. I could use many uh, metaphors here. That's a songwriter, isn't it? And uh, it's essential. So uh, it's interesting that, that songwriters, I think over the years, we again have at times bought into like 
great sequences with lots of sounds and a, a, a drum machine in the old days, but it's all it's all new stuff now and lots of complicated stuff. And if we're not careful, we're 20 minutes into writing a song and we're piddling around with, like, trying to find the right sound or something. And at the end of the day, people, over the years, people have just been amazed at the amount of tracks I've sent that, that have Mini Grand on them. Because Mini Grand just always works for me. It's just a great piano sound. I can write with it. I just open it every time. And I really don't think it's good for me to spend half an hour trying to find the perfect piano sound for that track when I'm just trying to write an idea. Uh, so I really have got a lot of time things like Tune Track Easy Keys and things like that and, and Mini Grand and things that just do one thing. And Dan mentioned the plugins in that article about the T-Rex stuff. And Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and- I made that. It was a very conscious decision because um, she knows about me and plugins i'm always doing videos on them and she went this pro tools got plugins i went yeah but you know what i don't particularly like a lot of the free stuff like the eq and the compressor and i'll tell you what though i've got a spare uh license because you do you get two with ik stuff and i got the t-rex 5 and i thought what i'm going to do is set you up with a handful of plugins that are literally one dial stuff like uh, the la2a all you got to do is peak reduction keep an eye on your meters and You've compressed something. Don't worry about anything else. That's all you need to do. An EQ that has a high and a low cut filter, that's it. So she mixes with those two things, a master bus SSL kind of thing on the master fader. I set her up with one um, reverb that's on an aux already set up as part of the, you know, I made her a template, and a short slap delay. That is it. She mixes everything with that, and it, they always sound great because she's mixing with just those tools, and she's got to know them really well. And then I also bought her a subscription for Lander. I said, there's no point you even thinking about learning, mastering, all that sort of stuff. Focus on your song. Focus on your recording techniques. So using your one microphone. Uh, Focus on learning those five plugins that I've I've loaded you up with and let Lander do the rest. Yeah, it works brilliantly. Come into the world of mic because I make a lot of videos and I've now got a great plugin chain for actually just working within Final Cut without sending it out, which is I use Power to level vocals and I use RX to uh, to clean stuff up and then a bit of EQ and that's it. And, it, and it's great and it just it just works. And I could send it. I did that thing the other week about how to, to, to lock Pro Tools with Final Cut, but for very simple like video interviews and stuff like that or a single voiceover, it just works. And as I say, I know I now I've got my preset in rx now and i I know how to set up uh, power which is virtually unbreakable uh and it's just as i say find things that you can use that work every time and just use them because again when we're working to tight deadlines we want to we want to produce quality time after time don't we and we don't that isn't that isn't produced by constantly going oh wonder what this plugin would sound like this time instead i'm all for experimentation i'm all for creativity but don't confuse piddling around Not when with the your, meter's with ticking your, yeah don't can but don't, don't confuse trying another plugin as creativity uh if it works stick with it uh as you say it ain't broke yeah as i say since power air came along power air and rx and 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 the, the new built-in eq in in final cut which is stolen from logic just sounds great it just works every time you know, uh, it's funny my my uh, go-to plugin for delay is probably one of the longest um Oh, I've had I've been using this plugin for about seven years. H delay, 
you don't it's get strange, strange enough my, my my go-to plugin for leveling vocals in in a daw is uh renaissance fox it's just yeah oh yes it's just, it's just a gift isn't it yeah it's just yeah it just always i'd be works. lost without it if it was missing from my plugins i would you know have a lump in my throat oh dear um what do i do without that because it is so good <laughs> <laughs> same with um h delay if that disappeared we're like, oh, there's no other delay plugin out there that is that simple and that good you know simple done so yeah some good uh some good comments on facebook about this and uh yeah keep it simple stupid i think that's kind of the thing with this isn't yeah. it just keep it simple add little bits to your setup if you need them uh, along your way um i mean i've always tried to keep a simple studio just things got bigger you know i started on a 002 it's now a c24 just things have grown over over time <laughs> mike we talked about music so far what about in post it, uh, are you on a kind of like me kind of on a, on a trimmed just it works every time uh yes yes and no uh being who we are and what we do uh, i have a, a fairly sizable plugin folder although um when i did the uh whole process of trying to get uh what to do with sound sessions with sound designer two files um when i was loading up pro tools 10 it basically said you've got too many plugins in your folder i can't open up and so i pruned my plugin folder severely and um, none of them gone back in yet and probably almost certainly won't because the reality is i use about four plugins um because that's all i need but a lot of what i'm doing in post essentially the content is already has already had something done to it more often than not so um Obviously, RX is uh, a, a key part of my workflow, um, especially when people reach out to me, as, as happened only last week, and said, Mike, we've got this problem audio. Somebody shot a whole load of footage in outside, and it's windy. Can you fix it? Yes. Um, but, but essentially, my normals of documentary and drama work, most of the time, I'm hardly using any processing. Uh, a, because I've probably record the drama and go it right down the mic in the first place mm. um and so in many respects a lot of the things that we're talking about in terms of getting it right uh, down the microphone uh, and therefore onto tape in inverted commas as uh, done um and then um simple tools that i go back to a time and time again because i'm nearly always working you know against the clock the meter's ticking yeah and so i need to be able to go to a plug-in and get the results that are, you know, fit for purpose. They may, you know, if I'd spent three hours tweaking it, I might have got an nth degree better. But in essence, they're fit for, for purpose. Job done. Move on. So I have a, a very small handful of plugins. More often than not, it's the stock EQ from, uh, from Avid. Um, it's the Pro Compressor. It's the Pro Limiter. It's RX and one or two other bits and pieces. But really, reverb, it's going to be an exponential reverb. But that's it. I I can do what I need to do with those tools, and so I get on with it. Keeping it simple, stupid. That's the way, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. If you listen to this, let us know in the in the yeah. comments or email us about yeah. your about your workflow. Have you honed yours down? I've even thinking about doing more. I keep looking in my racks and thinking that should go. I've not used that. I think we should almost have a policy. I think there used to be a program <laughs> called Life Laundry on TV, didn't there? And I think the policy has always been: if you don't use it for a year, you should sell it. 
And that's exactly what James does, isn't it? You know, yeah, he, but he's got physical hardware, he does, doesn't he? And yes. you can look at it every day. Plugins live in folders, and you don't yes, necessarily you just forget. Yeah, yeah. In fact, that's, that's, we should do a challenge, shouldn't we? At some point, do a <laughs> post, and we challenge people to bin at least ten percent of their plugin folders, and let us know. Ten oh, percent, easy. That's easy. That's that's easy. easy. <laughs> no, but at least you've made a start. No, I challenge people start. to keep to work with just ten percent of their plugin folder. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Turn it the other way. Yeah, definitely. Right. Okay, yeah. it's on the list of things to do. That will that will, we'll do that in the next few months or so. That'll be fun. Okay, uh, we'll move on to community feedback, and these are sponsored by our friends at RSP Audio Solutions. The Pro Tools Expert Community Feedback is brought to you with the kind support of RSPE Audio Solutions. Great people and great prices. There's finally an affordable way to get yourself some PM Studio monitors. Well, different to the way I did, anyway. Uh, PMC's new Result 6 is the result, in quotes, of 26 years of painstaking development, bringing you PMC's patented technology and sound at an affordable price. Contact RSPE or visit the RSPE website using the link in the podcast notes to learn more about the Result 6s. The reason I say there was another way of getting cost-effective BMCs is to go buy some older models secondhand, which is what I've got. But uh, yes, uh, the Result 6 uh, seem to be absolutely amazing. James heard them in the uh, listening room at NAM and he's blown away. So and we are working hard you you heard them as well i heard them as well i also heard bob marley in 5.1 on the big ones (laughs) sitting sitting next to steve jenowick having a glass of wine uh yeah a name dropper you yes i would yeah but that was an incredible sounding set of speakers all of them um Mm. yeah quality so uh, yeah, uh, check those out, and we're we're working hard to get uh, a set over to james to review um so we've got one piece of uh, community feedback. Yes, James White. It's a follow-on from a question answered on the uh, podcast 302. Uh, I got Java to work, the Nucleus 2 remote installed, and in the dock, thank you. Next, I want to install Dante Virtual Soundcard, but they don't support OSX 10.7.5 anymore, and uh, copying the old one just quits unexpectedly uh, every time clicks. Their website says the computer is too old uh, and more security stuff. Are there any other virtual sound cards for playback engine, especially that uh, 88.2 sample rate? Yours and silly. Mike? Yeah, Jim, um, I'm not aware of other uh, equivalents to uh, a virtual sound, the Dante virtual sound card. And of course, you'll need a, a virtual sound card that will talk Dante. So it's kind of. Um, restricts your choices and i think the long and the short of it is that essentially you've hit one of the drawbacks of trying to keep continuing to use older software on older computers with older operating systems there comes a point when one or more of the bits that you're using no longer work with the older operating system i mean dante works with everything pretty well you know for quite a i think it's about three or four different versions of the mac os so it's going back quite a long way. So their legacy support is not, you know, horrendous. So uh, it may well be that you might have to come to the point where you need to to upgrade because obviously you can't just upgrade the OS to get the Dante Virtual Sound Card support. 
um, because that will break some of the other older software, the reason you're running, still running uh, 10.7.5. Um, so, yeah, you may well have hit the end of the road on this one, and you perhaps need to take a, a sit down, a look at everything that you do, what you do with it, and make some choices um, in terms of replacing some of the hardware and software to bring you uh, closer to current models. Uh, so let's move on to uh, some uh, questions from the community. And the first one's uh, from a good friend of the blog, Trond Negberg. Uh, and uh, he's got a question about uh, how the linking actually works with multi-mono instances of plugins in Pro Tools, and especially when it comes to Dynamics plugins, as they appear to be parameter linking rather than gain reduction linking. Normally when you link two compressors, be hardware or you know, certainly hardware, you link to the gain reduction, the side chain, so that if the left-hand leg was reduced by gain by, say, 6 dBs, it would reduce the gain of the right-hand leg by the same amount, even if the signal wasn't of the same level, so that the image didn't move. Um, but he's done some uh, experiments, uh, and we're going to dig into that some more. So watch out for an article uh, on the site in the w next week or so, with some demos but uh, he is certainly finding that using multi-mono plugins and linking to, linking them together isn't having the results that one would normally expect so yeah look at look out for that one mike uh david debbie hi there my pc froze while loading a session which caused me to unplug everything and shut it down since then the session will not load and protos tells me it cannot open it would a clean install fix the issue now a clean install either of the os or Pro Tools. I don't think is the, the issue here. Um, assuming that Pro Tools works um, and it's not clear from the little you've told us, but you're implying the session will not load. So I'm I'm uh, as assuming from that that Pro Tools is working okay and that you are able to open other sessions. It's just this one session, which was open when your computer froze, um that is a, a problem so um what i would suggest that you do is there's a couple of things hopefully you've got uh, session file backups set up in your pro tools preferences so in your session folder you should also have a folder along with the audio files folder called session file backups and if that's the case then you can go into that folder um Arrange the view so you're sorting by date modified, uh, and so you can find the most recent version of the many uh, session files that you'll find in the session file backups folder. It'll be the one find with the, the highest number. Yeah, well, it, not always. That's why I, I've specifically <laughs> yeah. not said it that way around, because it, it can happen that it's the number is not necessarily the most reliable way of saying which is the last one, which is why I always sort by date modified. Oh, there we go. That's news to me. Um, so uh, find the most recent one uh, and use that, to, and hopefully that will open fine because it will have been, or certainly find the most recent one before you had the crash and open that one, and that hopefully will open. If for any reason you didn't have session file backups enabled, uh, go and enable it now. And then when you're back, um, what you can do is to create a new blank session with the same uh, sample rate and bit depth 
as the one that's that's damaged and then try using import session data and import the tracks from the session that you can't open the corrupted session and you may well be able to get the material back so first try is using session file backups if you've got that enabled second try if you haven't got that enabled is to create a new blank session and then use import session data to try and import the tracks from the damaged session what i will say about import session data is you have to uh, just take care when you do that it could be something that's crashing it anyway so you might have to start uh on uh by turning your plugins off and things like that. So when you do import session data, don't just do a bulk import from from the start. Uh, try it first. If it try it first time, as Mike has said, but if it still yeah. doesn't work, then first place to start is is do an import get an import session data. But this time, make sure that the plugins are turned off because uh, there might be a crash on the plugin side. Uh, or and then if that's no good, do it a track at a time. Yes. And do do track one. If that's all all right, that's great. Save your new session. Then import the second track. If that works, save it. And then work you through. You may find that just one track is a problem. So, yeah, absolutely right. Uh, another one for you, Mike. Sorry. Dave Hassel. I hope he's not going to be. I have a current <laughs> license and want to put Pro Tools 12 on my desktop. I've been into my account, which expires in 2019 and cannot see Pro Tools 12 there. I want Pro Tools 12, Pro Tools 12 rather than 2018 uh, because I have Yosemite and operate a, a 003 plus interface, but I can't seem to find Pro Tools 12. Is there, all that's there is the latest version. Any suggestions? Yeah, interesting one, this. Uh, I, I was quite surprised. So I, I went in and checked my own Avid master account uh, and I've got 2018.1, uh, obviously top of the list, but I do have... Uh, Pro Tools 12.8.3 listed with all the links to the downloads, etc., as well as obviously all the links, etc., for 2018.1. So I'm baffled as to why you haven't got Pro Tools 12.8.3 in your account. So just take another look, have a look through. So I go into your Pro Tools um, s- section and just double check that you haven't got Pro Tools 12 uh, in there. Have a good look around your master account. If you still can't find Pro Tools 12, then go back into your Avid Master account, find the Contact Avid Support option within your Avid Master account, and contact Avid Support and explain to them that you can't see the links for Pro Tools 12.8.3 in your account because you need that version um, to use with Yosemite. Uh, and hopefully they will be able to assist you with that. Yeah, I th- I've looked in my account. I've got stuff going back to 10, I yeah. think, 10, 11, 12, and all the versions in between and all the other bits and pieces that come with it. So, Same, yeah, I yeah. double-check that you've looked in your account. There's, there's like, drop-downs in your account. There's, like, little lines that you click on, and they expand yeah. for you. Uh, so uh, I would suggest... Uh, I'm going to log into mine actually and tell you what it's, it should look like. It's I'm doing not always right. <laughs> at the absolute top sort of thing. No. I, I've had to have a little uh, look through to find what I'm looking for and these sort of things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, you should be able to see. Yeah, you should go to my products and subscriptions. And then uh, if you don't get a pop up from Avid that's asking you to do some feedback, which I don't need to do. Oh, I've now gone to the knowledge base for some bizarre reason. 
Yeah. Uh, if you if you, you need to find the Pro Tools My Pro Tools and subscriptions, then you find your, yeah. your, your account, your, 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 your purchase or your licenses. My products and subscriptions. Yeah, and then I go to Pro Tools annual upgrade plan. And, it, and then it, at the bottom of that, you get a drop down that says my product details and download links. Go show, and it will show you everything all the way back. Yeah. I've got pretty, it should show you the latest version, then Pro Tools 12, then Pro Tools Legacy is at the bottom of mine that goes 11.3. Yeah. And down to 10. Yeah. Yeah. Same, Mike? Yes, absolutely the same. Now, obviously, if you bought into Pro Tools um, later, so for instance, if you bought into Pro Tools at version 11, you won't necessarily see the version 10 stuff. And equally, if you brought in, if you bought in at 12, you almost certainly won't see uh, Legacy for 11 and 10. Uh, it's only people that have had Pro Tools a little while um, that get the the Legacy options of 10 and installers for 10 and 11. But nobody should. Everybody should have, unless you bought Pro Tools um, post uh, twelve Nam. Yeah, um, you should have uh, licenses for uh, and and down and installers for twelve eight three, uh, which was obviously the last version of Pro Tools twelve. Yeah. Um, if you haven't, uh, then use the links in your Avid Master account to contact uh, Avid Support. Good idea. Pro Tools Expert Podcast is created using Source Connect Now from Source Elements. Register now for your free account at now.source-elements.com. If you've ever tried to do interviews over the internet with apps like Skype, you'll know how hit and miss the audio quality and connection can be. And uh, even on a good day, it isn't really good enough for long-form interviews. We now use Source Connect now, which offers ISDN-equivalent quality audio using a Chrome browser. No software to install. To get your free account, follow the link in the podcast notes. Okay, let's move on to Find of the Week. Dan, what's your Find of the Week? Uh, I'm using it right now. Um, it's uh, It's got a blue face. It's 3U. I've got a Smurf. A Yes, <laughs> that's exactly it. An expensive Smurf. I know I've got the um, Tegla Audio VTRC, the very tube recording channel, uh, channel strip hardware thing in my rack. Um, I mentioned this on the podcast uh, what was it, about six weeks ago, seven weeks ago. Someone was asking about um, channel strips and I recommended this and I recommended it. And I haven't tried it. So I got onto the guys at Tegla and said, would you mind sending me one to have a play with? And uh, yeah, it's here. I've had it for the last uh, week and a half. And like the other Tegla units, I've fallen in love. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a sucker, but it's brilliant. It's, it's uh, for 1600 quids. It's got a lot. Uh, EQ, Poltex style, it's got a lovely compressor on it, built like a tank. Yeah, a review to follow shortly, I'm sure. But uh, has it got the motorized pots like some of no, the other? No, it hasn't. This is a, this is kind of an early model, um, so it doesn't have that. It, but you do get right. the um, uh, digital recall sheet plugin uh, that you can throw into your Pro Tools session and uh, twist the knobs around to go. Yep, yeah, that's where my input was. That's where the game was. That's where the compressor was set. So when you do. Uh, go into an old session you want to set this back for overdubs mm. or re retakes you can do that very easily which i did actually the other day because i started 
recording um, the voiceover for the Studio Build documentary. Hoorah! It's only taken me six months to even start it, but uh, I started doing the voiceover, used the Tegla for this, um, sounded lovely uh, for voiceover. Then I did another job, uh, but luckily I used the Digital Recall Sheet plugin to um, go back to the settings earlier when I was doing some more takes for it, and it, it's a brilliant, brilliant little system. Um, yeah, and for 1600 quid, you know, that's Focusrite ISA kind of money. Mm. Uh, and this has got more character. And I should know because I've got a Focusrite ISA. Um, yeah, very nice, very impressed. Uh, I, <laughs> I would like to get another one in because then I can record my piano with it because it's, uh, <laughs> it's single channel. Uh, so maybe um, for the price of two of these, you're then talking manly money. Um mm. And I think this thing stands up to both of those uh, or products from those brands very, very well. So it's nice. I've got a front end Tegla and I've got uh, the outboard compressors to my right, which I use all the time. I'm absolutely taken with these things. So, uh, yeah, I've got to get the reverb in next. I'm tempted to have a little play with that because I've, I've never used other than a lexicon multi-effects rack thing from yonks ago. Uh, that purple face one, what was it called? I think you had one, Russ. Um, apart from that, I've, I've never used a outboard reverb unit, so I'm intrigued to try this thing. Looks interesting. Mm. Yeah. I, as I say, I'm trying to sell hardware rather than buy it at the moment, so <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I've not been bitten by the bug that James has been bitten by. I'm being very um, uh, cautious with, with my hardware acquisitions at the minute. I mean, it has to be something that really... Um, opens up my eyes. I, I re- I'm not that much of a gear junkie, uh, but I had a guy in a week and a half ago, one of my regular clients, I've worked with him for seven years, and he, he's he got an ear for music, he just hasn't got an ear for what I'm doing to his music, if you know what I mean. He just likes to hear the end result going, oh wow, listen to what you've done. But I was recording his vocals through this, and he could hear clearly what I was doing to his vocals. Like, oh, I like that. What'd you do? Oh, I boosted a bit of 200. Oh, I really like that. You could hear it uh, when normally he doesn't hear me do anything <laughs> to his stuff when I'm tracking it. So that's that's a good thing in my books, um, especially when clients take note of the hardware and they go, I like the sound of that. Good. So do I. Then it's a good, good buy, isn't it? Yeah. Mike, what about you? Uh, mine is non-audio, but uh, I mean, all of us need by and large, to have access to something like Microsoft Office for Word and Excel and all the rest of it. And I've been running quite an old version of uh, of Office 2011 um, and getting into one or two problems with it running on more recent macOS uh, versions uh, to go- throw back to a previous uh, question. And so... Um, I took a look around and thought, well, okay, well, I'll, let's get Microsoft Office for Mac 2016, uh, the, the uh, 2018, the latest one, and to dig around and realized that there was a, a, subscri- a subscription plan. And so basically, uh, I have gone for the, uh, Microsoft, the Microsoft Office for Mac family subscription, uh, which now enables me to put the whole office suite on up t- on up to five computers and five iPads and five iPhones 
It also gives me a terabyte of OneDrive uh, cloud storage. It also gives me some access to some Skype uh, calls. Uh, and this is £80 per year subscription. So even, you know, if I'd gone out and got, say, five, um, to use the, the Avid parlance, perpetual licenses, that would have cost me probably uh, getting on for a grand. Um, and that isn't including the iPad licenses and the iPhone licenses. Um, it's and what I'm really also appreciating is the the upgrade. Uh, the upgrades are handled much more nicely in background with with the old Office 2011. I get a notification you need to upgrade, and if you'd missed one or two upgrades, you had to roll back and do them one at a time. So upgrade from one version to the next, to the next, to the next. You couldn't just do one upgrade and get back up to time this just deals with it all in background and says um it's all done is that all right yes thank you very much i'll take that Uh, so yeah very impressed indeed uh with uh, both the the way it works and what i get for my money so uh yeah microsoft office for mac family subscription Russ, what's your find of the week? Oh, we seem to be going down and down from Dan's very tube recording channel to Mike's <laughs> 80 quid one-year subscription. I'm going to free. Uh, last Friday, we uh, highlighted a free plugin from our free plugins database, which is the A1 Trigger Gate by Alex Hilton. It's a fantastic plugin. Everybody should own it. It's one of the few ones I would say uh, grab in terms of it's. it should be paid for because it's just a brilliant, Agreed. brilliant yeah. plugin. Uh, so uh, that's my find of the week. It's uh, I think we'll put a link in the show notes. It was there last Friday. Uh, it's always on our free plugins database, and well worth uh, taking for a spin. Uh, it's yeah, really yeah. really smart. The A1 stereo control he does as well is also very nice. Really well thought out. Yeah, uh, really yeah. He's, in fact, that some of his plugins are better than things you pay for. So, well, yeah. I've got to be honest. He doesn't sell any plugins. He just no, exactly. He does this for the love of it. Um, yeah. So yeah, all the more reason to uh, support him by using his stuff. Yeah, yeah, or or make him pay for more bandwidth by downloading it. Uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever. Anyway, uh, on on that uh, bargain basement uh, note, it's good night from me. It's good night from me, and it's good night from me. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>